This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. So this is how it began for the first mother. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older brother, and said to him, My son, and he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening. When Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game, and make savory food for me, that I may eat it, and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. That reading's from Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 8. And you may recall how things went from there. Rebekah dressed up her son Jacob to fool her husband Isaac that Jacob was Esau and steal Esau's birthright. And it worked. She was able to convince Isaac, who was basically blind, that her youngest son was the eldest and the rightful heir to the birthright of the family. That meant Jacob was the leader of the family, just like she wanted it to be. You see, she really didn't like Esau, her firstborn, and the rightful heir's wives. Verse 35 of chapter 2 says that they brought her bitterness of mind. So this was Rebecca's master plan to make sure that her life wasn't ruled by Esau's wives. But she didn't see the ripples that were ahead. They were waiting for her and her family. She just wanted to have a life where her youngest son, her favorite, the one that listened to her every word and obeyed, would be in charge. But instead, she set in motion a, a, a number of events, a hatred and a fear between her sons that caused Jacob, her favorite, to leave and have to run for his life for years from the other son, Esau, when he was afraid for his life. And the ripples continued for two other mothers, Rebecca's daughters-in-law. Just a few chapters over in Genesis chapter 30, where we find Leah and Rachel, sisters and wives, to Jacob. Verse 1 of chapter 30 says, Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And these two sisters, they gave their husband twelve children from their bodies and the bodies of their servant women, because their goal was to win the love and favor of their husband over their sister, to be most important or more important than their sister. And the fuel for their competition was their jealousy. And the pawns in their competition were their children. But they never saw the ripples. When their jealousy ripped their family apart and Leah's son attempted to murder Rachel's son, Joseph, their brother, Genesis chapter 37, and almost succeeded. You see, there are always ripples, some small, some larger, some that will swallow us whole like a tsunami, which is actually 
just a large ripple, right? I've been thinking about the past and the present and the future, and I've been watching my ripples. And honestly, the ripples that I see from others and those that I know are coming. Recently, I listened to a couple of podcasts from a sister in the faith who interviewed women in the faith who have been married a number of years. And in that interview, the question is asked, what do you wish you would have known back then when you were newly married? Every woman interviewed had a number of things, a number of regrets, wishes of what they could go back and change. More patience, more humility, less selfishness, more listening to their husband. They came to their conclusions because as we grow older, we see the ripples. We see what happens because of the decisions that we made years ago when we didn't think about the effects, when we didn't use godly wisdom and consider the outcome, when we were just living in the moment. Maybe when our emotions were high and we, we lashed out and, and lost our control, or we didn't think, we didn't think that it would hurt just once to allow our children or grandchildren to participate in something that was wrong back when we didn't think about the ripples that would send them on the path to compromising their faith, letting go of God and embracing the world, drowning in the ripples. But you know, there are good ripples too. I mean, like Naomi in the book of Ruth, who, because of her kindness, brought her daughter-in-law to know the Almighty God. Those kinds of ripples that, that move our children, our grandchildren toward the shore, toward safety, toward what is good, that float them back on the right track. Or, or like Lydia in Acts chapter 16, who through her kindness and generosity sent off ripples of light that showed others Christ. There's nothing that we can do about what has been done. I, I wish that we could. I wish that I could. I mean, we can't go back in time. But every day, we're making new ripples. And it's not too late for us. Realizing that the decisions that we make each and every day, the actions that we take, they will have consequences. And they will have ripples. And those ripples will go, will last for eternity. And it is for this that I bow my knees. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.